Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make for a Beautiful podcast. I had a really lovely question come in around thoughts that linger. So the example would be if a person really wanted a child or another child in this case, and yet that wasn't happening, then it's like, okay, Lord, I either want you to satisfy my desire for a child or I want you to take the desire away. You know, like either way is going to be fine. I just need some relief. It's really tiring to live in this place of uh, wanting but not receiving. And so interestingly in the past, like if you pray about this and the desire doesn't go away, then what are you supposed to do with that? Or another example would be if you have a young lady who just longs to be a wife and a mother and that's that's just the deep desire of her heart and there isn't there just isn't additional desires really for a a career or anything like that then what what do you do with that you know kind of like lord could you give me a different desire or can you help me can you change my desire and this is like, these are real people, they, right? This is a real question in a real scenario. And so I think the... Okay, this is just how probably I would go about dealing with either one of these. So <laughs> I have talked before about my incredible crush on the figure skater Paul Wiley and how he would just come to mind, you know, 50 times a day back when I was in middle school and how finally I was like, I just am going to pray for him every time I think of him. And within like maybe 10 days or something, those, (laughs) the thoughts, if they had not entirely stopped, they had diminished enough that I no longer felt like, oh my word, I must be obsessed. This is ridiculous. And so in the case of something like that, where we know that the Lord is in pursuit of godly seed and we know that he delights in godly marriage and godly families. So those are not necessarily bad things, but when I think about this sometimes, like it's almost like if you hold up a dime in front of the sun, you can cover up the sun with the dime, but the dime really shouldn't be there to cover up the sun, right? Like in the scheme of life, or if you look at an entire landscape, the dime is actually pretty small. If you just held it in your hands, it's only if you hold it in front of the sun that it becomes an issue. And so I just would ask, and this has been something that has been a prayer on my heart for, I don't know, a couple weeks now, is that things would be at their right proportion. And so for any place where I felt like I am just a little bit obsessed about this, I would use that as a soul fast and say, Lord, every time I think about this thing, I'm bringing it to you and laying it on the altar. And Uh, I think it's in the Passion Translation, uh, Psalm 5 has this beautiful verse that says, at least it begins, uh, I lay the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall. And so there's this part of saying like, I can't make myself get pregnant. I can't make myself get married. I, I, I can't make myself meet the right guy or make the right guy realize that I exist. And so we're just laying these things on the altar. And I think it's really fair to say, Oh, Lord, bless my womb, bless the womb of those around me. Or, oh, Lord, you know my desire to be married. I give that desire to you anew this day. Every single time that it comes to mind. Lord, I give my desire for a husband. I give my desire for a child. And 
there's a level of saying, <laughs> I hope that you can see this is not just about these two situations. This is like a, it's an applicable thing to anything that is front and center of your mind where it's like, Lord, let me think about these, the proportionately right amount. And if I need to pray about it 50 times a day or 150 times a day, then that's fine. Like that is like being the persistent widow. I'm just bringing it before you again, because this is how strongly this is in my life. But I also think as, as we pray about things, (laughs) it's, it's almost like the enemy recognizes like, oh, I had this person in a stranglehold in their mind, but rats, I don't have that anymore. So I guess I'll try a different tactic. If that makes sense, like either you get to keep praying for something that is truly near and dear to your heart, or you no longer are dwelling on it to the same extent. And so then you have actually freedom. And so there's a part of saying, I'm laying it on the altar as a soul fast. But then there would be another prayer of saying, I just need the things, everything in my life to be in the right proportion that I would think about the different things at the right amount that I would be pursuing the things of God at the right amount that all of these would be in the right proportion. And then I would also just want to really remind the Lord that it's for freedom that Christ came to set us free or that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I think that would be either Galatians 5.1 or 2 Corinthians 3.18. These are basic promises that we get to live and walk out. And so any place that does not feel perfectly free is not yet as much under the blood of Jesus as we would want. And so Cindy McFadden will say to me sometimes, like, even a drop is too much. And so if there's a drop of obsession or a drop of not hearing God's voice, then we can say, oh Lord, <laughs> I just want this covered by the blood. I I want you to be there uh, making all the things the way that they're supposed to be. And so, yeah, Lord, I am asking for each of us that we would have all things in right proportion, and that we would have the freedom that we need. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your grace. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Amen.